ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, this is Janice, and it's March 2020. In the past month, the world has changed. We are in the midst of a pandemic, a deadly virus called COVID-19, or the coronavirus, which has taken over the world. It feels very eerie, as everyone is being forced to stay home and, until it's under control. And even though it is strange, sad, and frankly, really frightening, I felt the need to share this before you listen to my next batch of podcast interviews. There may be references, and I wanted them to have context. I also want to share my thoughts because this podcast is all about the power of relationships. And there is no time better than now to reach out and talk to people, stay connected with loved ones as best we can, as we are being forced to practice what's called social distancing, a new term and a new reality for now. It's not easy, and I'm definitely feeling it, not being able to hug my beautiful little granddaughter. I'm grateful for technology, and we visit on FaceTime every day, and that helps. We must stay positive and keep looking at how this will change the world for the better. We hope and pray everyone is safe and stays healthy. And so for now, please keep listening and stay connected. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Relationships Rule. It's been a while since I've um, interviewed somebody, and I am very excited uh, about my guest today. But before I get to introducing her, I want to thank you for your support as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and in life, and showing other people that we care. I'd I invite you to go over to my website, JanicePorter.com, and grab a free gift. Uh, Download my free ebook, Seven Step Formula to Create Business Relationships That Last. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And of course, if you can leave a review, even better. So today I have with me a very special guest. Her name is Darla DeGrande Aguilera. And Darla and I have known each other for a couple of years now uh, through a company we are both affiliated with and that is send out cards. No secrets there. Um, Darla lives in San Diego and uh, is definitely a beach girl, I think. Yes, Darla? I uh, definitely used to be. So then not so much anymore since I got skin cancer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nice guardian. Okay. I know. <laughs> but I know that feeling because I've been there. So what I love about Darla is her passion about relationships. And I can tell you a long story or I can tell you a short story, but she is a truly an entrepreneur who knows how to make money, who knows how to get people excited about things and has had many different iterations in her life around building relationships. I'm going to say a formal welcome, Darla. Welcome to Relationships Rule. Thank you. And, um, and I want you to just tell my, my audience a little bit first about your background because you came from a completely different industry to what you're in now, but I think you use the same tools in all that you've done around building relationships. So let me hear a little bit about that. 
Thank you, first of all, for having me on here. I am I'm honored and very excited to connect with people and share a few nuggets because in the end of the day, every single one of us are in the people business. It doesn't matter if you're trying to make a connection with a two-year-old or a 50-year-old or your husband or your wife, we're all in the people business. And so my background is hair salons. That's what I did for 19 years. I owned and operated five high-end hair salons. And I did really well. I'm, I'm 52 years old today, so this story could go, you know, three years long, but I'm going to make <laughs> it very short. <laughs> and so I didn't do well in school. I wanted to get on with life and become an entrepreneur. I had some good mentors in my life. But when I was really young, I used to read the book, of, the, the, book the Guinness Book of World's Records. Really? 10 times fast. Yeah. I used to read it all the time and I tried everything possible to get in that book, you know, pogo sticking, holding your breath, you name it as a young kid. <laughs> I, I, I never made it. <laughs> However, there was a story that stuck with me from reading that book so much. And that was the story of, <clears throat> excuse me, the number one uh, salesman in the world and his claim to fame and how he did it. And I didn't even think anything of it till I got into business. And then I remembered that story. So fast forward, I um, drop out of high school in my senior year and finish in home studies and then went to beauty school. And I guess that's what you're supposed to do. And so I went to beauty school, but I wasn't a beauty school dropout. I was actually a beauty school <laughs> success. I found my passion in beauty school that I loved making people feel beautiful. And so I got my first job and I had learned quickly that I needed to be the boss versus work for the boss. And Long story short, I got one of the girls there fired with me so that she had to go into business with me because she wouldn't quit her on her own. So I got us fired. We went into business. And here we are. These two young girls rented these two chairs in a little salon and we're going to be business owners. Okay, what do we do? We don't have any money for advertising. We don't have any money for anything because we're just two young hairdressers, right? Right. But we had, we had a clientele. And so we had a little following. And I said to my friend, I said, I know how we're going to do this. I remember in the Guinness Book of World's Record, this guy, he used to write thank you cards uh, to all of his clients. And he used to have a little index card box and he would keep their names in there on a little index card. And you go January, February, March, April, May, and you put the people's names and you get their address and we're going to send them birthday cards too. And so we did, we started doing that. We started handwriting birthday cards and nice to meet you cards and we kept growing and growing and growing and fast forward nine years into our journey we were very highly established and by this time we had you know two salons we we're on our second salon by then I think or maybe first I don't remember anyway I wanted to go big I wanted to open California our city we we're out by Palm Springs the first day spa not connected to a resort and she's like no you're crazy that's I don't want to go that big I want to stay small so I bought her out and I went big and I opened the first city's wow. day spa. And in that day spa, I implemented, I put in a mail room and I hired employees and that was their only job. I, they sat and I found every reason to send a card and we wrote and wrote. And wrote. This was a long time ago. Long, this is before, this was before you could, this was white index cards with mm. Avery labels and wow. DOS printers <laughs> <laughs> on black had ink. That, you had that, um, it was inside you, you yes. knew by this time. Yes. yes. But it was and you know, looking back over life, I've been interviewed a lot on this. My mom used to make all of us kids put, do uh, thank you cards and yeah. Christmas, you know, we were raised that way. Yeah. I just had forgot. I didn't remember it. It was just natural, you know? Yeah. 
And so then we grew, now fast forward, I grew into the top 100 fastest growing salons in the country, had 49 employees. We were getting $100 for men's haircut. It was nothing to drop $500 to get your hair cut and highlighted with a six week waiting list and we catered to all the wealthy. And we were an apprenticeship salon, we were a school. It had never been done before because what do, what do schools do? They fry your hair and they get the color wrong every time, right? Yeah. So how did we have this incredible client base that told all their friends about us and stuck with us through all this is we sent cards. We knew how to build relationships. We would say, I know we ruined your hair and we gave you a really bad haircut, but thank you so much for giving us another chance. Please forgive us. You know, I literally would send cards like that and people loved it. And we used to say all the time, Janice, wouldn't it be amazing if we could put a before and after picture on a card, but we never could, you know, cause it wasn't possible back then. And, and so that's, that's how when I met you. Yeah. When you were doing that. Yeah. It, it, it just, it's crazy when you look back. So then email was born mm -hmm. and we did what everybody else did. We got rid of our cards and went to paperless and saved on payroll and got rid of all the employees oh. and went to instant overnight. And that's when everything started falling apart because we lost the personal touch and we, we made it through the crash of 92 unscathed, didn't touch us at all. We thought for sure that, we were recession proof. People didn't lose their hair when they lost their money. And then here come the crash of 08 and we had stopped sending cards mm -hmm. and it lost, we lost the personal touch. So that's my backstory and how mm -hmm. I got to where I was. So then during the crash of 08, um, I had somebody driving me crazy to take a look at a business opportunity. And I kept putting the guy off and telling him I wasn't interested because I had a false perception on what he was trying. I thought he was trying to show me Amway. And I don't have a problem with Amway. I just didn't want to do Amway. I, I right. was like, no, I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm a hairdresser. Right. And he was insistent, persistent, consistent, and annoying, and turned into a stalker, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> but he never gave up, and I'm really grateful for that. And on March 26th of 2008 was the day, and a lot of people know that date. When I say that in front of a crowded room of business people, people go, oh, I know that date. Because that was a date that the banking industry collapsed, and they pulled back their $100,000 credit once. So by that time, my payroll was $55,000 every two weeks, and my overhead was $150,000 a month. And yeah, and we were doing $3 million a year. And so... The bank called to tell me that they weren't going to be able to float my payroll that time that um, <clears throat> the credit lines had been pulled back. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I looked up on my camera monitor and my stalker was standing in the lobby again. And for a minute, I was going to kick him out. <laughs> I was going to be like, dude, you picked the worst day. <laughs> and so a little voice inside of me said, why won't you listen? And I was like, Hmm. I wonder if this is the answer to my prayers that I have been praying so hard for. I had been begging and searching and just crying myself to sleep tonight, begging God to show me a sign and help me save my last home and stop having to lay off employees. And that Sunday in church, the pastor had told the story of the big flood. You know, there's, they, 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 there's a big flood and the guy's going to drown and they try and evacuate him. And he says, no, I'm not going to go. God will save me. And they sent a boat to plane in the helicopter and he ends up drowning and dying and going to heaven and says, God, why didn't you save me? And he said, my son, who do you think sent the boat, the plane in the helicopter? And I thought, I wonder if this could possibly be that. And so by this time I had my husband convinced that he was trying to pitch me Amway and that it was a scam and 
not to do it. And mm -hmm. I went and I told my husband, I said, I'm going to go give this guy 30 minutes. And he looked at me like I had absolutely lost every brain cell that I had left because he's like, what are you talking about? That scam? Because I had sold him on it. Sure. He, he's like, oh, we need to figure out payroll. Don't even do this to me right now. And I said, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Blow my phone up. Call 911 if he doesn't, if I'm not back in 30 minutes. I don't want to get stuck in a meeting. And I came back crazy excited, bouncing off the walls. I didn't know what the heck it was that I saw, but I saw a way to make some extra money to cover payroll. And it, my husband was the CFO of the company and I never questioned about money or numbers because it wasn't my thing. And I looked at him and I said, I said, give me a check. I'm going to write a check. This is $720. And he looks at me and he's like, you are nuts. We're $20,000 overdrawn in our account. You can't write a check. I said, yes, I am. It's going to bounce. I know it, but I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote that hot check and you know, the story is hilarious, the things that we do. But I was spirit led as I tell people, you know, I was told a voice spoke inside of me and said, trust me and walk, step out in blind faith. And the ultimate entrepreneur, however. It, it's my story. You know, people yeah. look at me all the time when they hear that and say, I could never do that. I'm like, I know that's the difference between me and you. And that is really the, the story of entrepreneurs because when you, you get those ups and downs, but you, you find your way and you again have found your way. And so that it's was a the good beginning. segue into what you're doing now, um, which um, I, I just find anytime I talk to you, Darla, I, there's something I learn about myself. And it's very quick and it comes to you very quickly. So you're a really good judge of people. And one of the things that I know is, is um, a passion for you and, and, your, and one of your streams of income is your coaching business and um, the, ma the Master the Art of Human Connections, right? That's the yes. name of your, your, uh -huh. your uh, company or your coaching piece. Yes. Um, and I, I was looking on your... Um, on your um, uh, bio and something jumped out at me, which I speak, I just, it resonates with me so much because for me, it's all about relationships and it's all about the heart of people. And, and you had a quote in there. I'm just going to quote it from your bio. It says the faster you can emotionally connect with others, the faster you tap into the riches of relationships. And you talk about four different pieces to that, which I'm going to ask you about. But I wanted to just say that, that when you tap into their, and I remember you saying you have to take people from their head to their heart. Mm -hmm. And that of course is what, that's an art. It really yes. is an art and not everybody can do it. And you are definitely a master at it. So talk to me about those riches of relationships. Absolutely. It really stems back most people in sales have read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence yeah. People. If not, you've heard of it and you get it. You understand what it's about. It's about learning how to be a salesman, you know, how to close. And when, and all of the books that you read are all about the emotional connection, you know, and people that do business with you know you, love you, and like you. And I talk about all the time, let me prove it to you. I had the most expensive salon in town. We fried people's hair. And we cut it and we colored it wrong and they still stuck with us. And it wasn't the price. It was the relationship, the way we made them feel. Mm -hmm. People go out to get their roof, roof redone or to get their car painted. And they go out with the intention of getting the best price, right? Mm -hmm. Honey, go get three bids. They go out and get three bids. And the one that you choose is not the best bid. 
The right. one that you choose is the one that made you feel like they're going to treat you with respect and treat you with kindness. It doesn't matter if it's the most expensive bid. That's who's going to win the bid. Right. And so teaching this art to people, I learned it very young. Again, going back to my mom teaching it to me. My mom was a politician. She was the first council member to ever be elected. And she ran for 16 years wow. before she was ever done with her position. And no one could beat her. And that's because she knew how to build relationships. And I had learned that very young. Mm. And so I put, once I got out of the salon industry and reinvented my life into network marketing, my first network marketing company, I didn't believe in network marketing. I thought those things didn't work. I, and the reason why is because my perception was false. I was ignorant to the industry. And it's because I didn't have anybody in my life that had made millions doing it. I didn't know anyone, right? Right. I only knew the people that said, oh, don't do those things. Oh, those things don't work, right? Because those are all the people who quit. And they, and they <laughs> build that MLM yes. blueprint. Yes. Yes, within us. And so I get into my first company and I climb to the top of the company in record time. And I make my first million dollars in three years. It's unheard of. And for someone who has never done network marketing before. And what I realized was I didn't do anything different than I did in my hair salons. I just built another network, except for instead of them being people who wanted their hair colored and highlighted, they were people who wanted a product or a service. That's it. Instead of a, a bottle of shampoo, it was something else. Mm -hmm. Instead of a membership to get their, their lash extensions done, it was a membership for something else. That's, that's the difference. And so then the and as you grow and build through the economy industries reinvent themselves it happens all the time so my salon was reinvented by the crash of 08 people stopped going to high-end places the vietnamese salons were born during mm -hmm. that crash mm -hmm. people stopped paying a hundred dollars to get their nails done and started paying 10 you know because mm -hmm. that whole shift had happened mm -hmm. and then the saturation of the market of hair salons on every street corner had come so therefore that world the high-end price ticket items got reinvented and then so I got in telecom for network marketing. My first company was telecom. Well, that was back when people paid long distance to call three blocks away. And, <laughs> you know, nobody pays long distance for anything anymore. And everything, that industry went away. There's no more profit margins in telecom. So that industry got reinvented out mm -hmm. from underneath me. Then I got into the health and wellness end of network marketing and shot straight up to that company as well and became a record breaker in that company. And then that industry that got saturated, the health and wellness industry got saturated and down came tumbling. So I kept, I, I realized I can build any network. I don't care what it is that you move. And I know the definition of business. It's something that requires a transaction between a customer to a product or service for a profit. A transaction between a customer to a product or service for a profit. Somebody owns the business, somebody buys it at wholesale, and somebody pays somebody to sell it to somebody, and there's a profit margin there. That's business. Whether well, we it's here today, much more that, and uh, I hear it on other people's podcasts as well, that, that uh, sales business today has shifted. Absolutely. Right? And so yep. it's not all about the transaction. It's more about the relationship, which you've already talked yep. about. But would you say, though, that in building those businesses, each of those network marketing, for example, each of those network marketing businesses was building them different at all in no. No? relationships? Oh. So when I would join a company, I had this massive following of people that would follow me. Because they and trusted you. Because they trusted me. And so, to, so then once I recognized that I had this gift, 
of being able to build networks by teaching people how to build relationships, I was like, okay. Then I get introduced to this company called Send Out Cards, and I'm like, oh, nobody sends cards anymore. Nobody <laughs> sends cards anymore. And so this guy drove me crazy. Darling, you just got to send a card. You have to send a card. I'm like, dude, I stopped sending cards with my hair salons. I don't want to see another card because I had sent so many cards, right? I right. was over it because I was tying it to business in my right. hair salons, right? Yeah. I wasn't tying it to real life world. And you were, you were tying it to old school as yes, well. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So then finally, and here's a little tip for all of you out there trying to build a net, trying to get somebody to send a card. It took two margaritas on a barbecue on a Sunday to get me to send a card. <laughs> so they invited me. It was a whole trick. They set us up. They invited us over for a barbecue, a second margarita in, sitting down. They said, okay, dang it, you're going to send your mom a card. And I'm like, okay, I'll send my mom a card. Let's get this over with. Leave me alone. And so he knew what he was doing because he knew my mom was 80 years old and not social media and all that. He said, put a picture of your daughter and your family on this card and send it to your mom. Well, I forgot all about sending that card. My mom calls me and I've never heard my mom in this emotion before. She was crying and just I, the, 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 the happiest I'd ever heard her and just this missing space in our life. And I said, jackpot, bingo. I, for this reason only, am I going to join this company to send my mother cards? <laughs> and so I wanted, because my mom's not on social media. She doesn't have a cell phone. Right. We can't text her pictures. She, and we, she, we don't live together. And she's alone. So it was like this bridge, a, a way to be mm -hmm. able to bring her to us. So then what happened is my memory started coming back to, oh my gosh, this is the dopamine that was removed by social media. Once social media was born is when antidepressants skyrocketed. <laughs> no, I want you to stop and think about this yeah, because no. it, it isolated people. That's why yeah. what I, when I talk about what's happening in the world today, there has never been a time than there is today more important than anything than people to work on building relationships because of the isolated depression. Yeah. Because we as human be beings need validation, confirmation, confirmation, love, and human touch, which has been removed, mm -hmm. and dopamine, which comes from the human touch. Dopamine to get released in the brain to be told that we are loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what send out cards does. And so then I was like, oh, great. I can teach anybody under the sun how to build a network and how to tap into the riches of relationships, mm -hmm. which is opportunities, mm -hmm. referrals, friends, and love. So the faster you can make an emotional connection with another human being is the faster you tap into the riches of relationships, which is opportunities, referrals, friends, and love. If you stop and think about the movement what is the full package of wealth? It is abundance in money. It's abundance in time. It's abundance in freedom. It's abundance in friendship and it's abundance in love. Okay. You can't lack one and be complete because all the money in the world, it does you no good if you have no time or people to spend it with. Right. So I teach work harder on your relationships than you do on making money because time and money are worthless if you don't have relationships to spend it with. And so once all this came together in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go teach the art of relationships because everything is sandwiched between two people, two relationships on each side, each person. All you have to do is go from heart to heart, not pocket to pocketbook to pocketbook, not neighborhood to neighborhood, go from heart to heart, to heart, to heart, to heart, to heart. So do what do people ask you when they come to get help? from you to get coaching from you what is their 
what is the thing that they feel they're missing the most? And is it usually the thing that they are missing? Yeah, it, it is. So people fill out an intake form when they come and there's a common thread through all the intake forms is what, hap what happens in most people's lives is they get so busy trying to survive and they get busy <clears throat> spinning plates and they get busy working on their own dreams and building their goals and they let go to the wayside relationships. And then they find themselves successful and lonely or exhausted and lonely, mm -hmm. but it usually comes down to, they don't know how to build relationships anymore because they became so disconnected. They don't even know how to pick up a phone and call someone and have a conversation. They don't have any heart to heart interactions anymore. So the common thread that people have when they take my courses to build relationships again, they've lost, they've lost their, their connection with people. And they don't even know, they don't, they're not surrounded by anyone anymore. They've been forgotten because they've become isolated. They isolated themselves. Mm -hmm. And in the world of sales, unfortunately, people are only heard of when they want to sell, when they want someone to do something for them or to buy something or they need a referral or they want to introduce a new product to someone, you know, because they've lost. And that has a lot to do with the world of advertising. You know, the world of advertising changes. And what is advertising? Advertising is sales. They sell you on what you think you need. Mm -hmm. And I always use the analogy of a billboard on the side of the freeway. You could put $50,000 on one of those billboards for those attorneys, mm -hmm. call our law offices at blah, blah, blah. Has anyone ever driven down the freeway, saw that billboard, pulled over on the side of the road, cried and called you and said, that's the nicest thing you could have ever. I can't believe you spent $50,000 on that billboard. You made me feel so valued and appreciated. I just can't tell you how much this means. No, they don't do that because there's no emotional connection to it, right? But yet you send a card to somebody and tell them, happy Mother's Day. And it's the only Mother's Day card that they got, not even from their own children. And mm. they call you in tears because you made them feel so valued and appreciated. You I touched have to them. Say that you have probably you probably get more of those than anybody else because the stories I've I've seen on on uh, social media that you have shared about those kinds of calls that you get and those kinds of um, reactions to cards that you sent send. And I think that. Um, well, the art of human connection, right, um, is basically knowing what to say and how to uh, draw that out from people and, and build that emotion. And you're, you're a master at that. There's no question. You. you really Thank are. You. My um, course is, my you, course is a lot of people, this is a little bit of clarity about how my course works. Send out cards in my world is a tool. Okay. Yeah. It's a tool that I use to teach people. I use it in my own life to build relationships. And then it's a tool that I introduce to other people for them to use in their lives to build right. relationships. But until you can learn how to connect with yourself and love yourself again and learn how to communicate and learn how words work and learn how to raise your vibrational frequency up into a, the space of abundance versus depression and sadness and despair, you know, and learn how to become attractive versus distractive because you can have send out cards in your life and you can send cards all day long. But if you by nature are a person who is of distracted energy, your cards are not going to land right. the way other people's cards land because yeah. of what's tied to the card, the energy that's tied to the card because of who you are as a person.
Yeah, that's, so really that's what well, my course well said. Yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. So I know that, for example, that you have um, a team of people that help others um, with that type of thing, sending cards and, and, um, and doing a lot of uh, the, the back end work for them that a lot of people don't have time to do. And that's amazing. But my first take is being the, the control freak is how can someone else do that for me? How could someone else be me? And yeah, right. It's it's a great question, and it takes a certain individual to be this person. And so I'll tell you how that whole branch was birthed. The way my brain works is, I'm a filler in the gapper. I'm a solve the problem that people are stuck on. That from from desire to execution. So when I got into send out cards, I kept running into people who say, "Oh yeah, I love that concept. I love it. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's really great." And when I would say, why aren't you using it? They would say, I just don't have the time. You know, I don't have the manpower. I'm so busy and blah, blah, blah. You know, all these excuses, which are valid in their world. They're real reasons in their world, even though they're still an excuse because people always have time for the things that they look at the world today. All the busiest people in the world all of a sudden have a whole bunch of time on their hands, right? <laughs> and so I said, okay, well, I'm going to eliminate the excuse. So I, so for me, I kept running into that too because I'm not analytical. I'm a visionary. I don't do spreadsheets and technology at all. People think I'm really good at it, but I'm not. I'm resourceful. I have a lot of friends who are good at it and I'm good at paying people to do things that they know how to do. And so I had asked a friend of mine one day that's in send out cards. She's been in send out cards for way longer than me, Mitch Kid out of Canada. She's analytical. She's like my husband. And I said to Mitch one day, I said, Mitch, can I hire you for a few hours just to run some reports for me and show me what my back office looks like? Where are all these people? Who are they? How can I reach out to them? And what she did in that few hours of time created a solution for me. It was able to fill a need that I needed. And that turned into more hours and more hours and more hours. And then my brain going into its entrepreneur business mind, realizing that there's a lot of people in the world I know that are just like me. Mm -hmm. I'm onto something here. And so then I started interviewing people, not interviewing, but asking questions. Why are you not using send out cards? Have you ever heard of it? Why don't you use it? Why did you stop using it? And the, it was all the same. I didn't have the time, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, my assistant quit, all that kind of stuff. Give me one second. Yep. Mm, I can't yeah. yeah. Is that a fax machine? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and so we started realizing that, that we had a solution to things. And so then I hired, um, I had a friend of mine who's in send out cards. She's been in for a long time and she's had the same job for like 10 years and it was a terrible job and she wanted out of it. And I kept telling her, if you would get out of that job, I could easily put you to work and it complete teach you in a second how to reinvent your life. And so year after year, I'm all, quit that dang job. I can't wait till you get fired. And so finally one day she called me and said, your dream came true today. Uh, and I started screaming. I'm all, did you get laid off? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, yay. And literally in an instant, we had her replaced her income. Now she's free. She's just creating great things, doing great things in life. So I started realizing I want to send more cards. I want to touch more people with kindness because my coaching had taken off and my all and my time was getting consumed and so i hired her and then she started creating all these great things in my life and then i hired another one and then i started finding more people and then i shared one facebook live about how 
I've got this and this is what's happening because it started blowing everything up. Then I just started realizing, Darla, you're doing the same thing you did in your salons. Mm -hmm. I'm just repeating the process with a different group of people for a different reason is all it is. And so just to get back, backs up a second. So does the person that sends your cards have your voice? Or? Yes, they're all my messages. So yeah. I create the card. I create, and she adds the picture and finds the people. So okay. she's in my social media looking for who died, who got married, who moved, who got a new puppy, who's sick, who's, you know, she's looking gender revealing, all those kind of things, looking for all the reasons to celebrate people. And I've got my template cards already created with my message and she's filling in the pictures and hitting sin, getting the out. And, and as people have birthdays every day on Facebook. And so what it's done is created some incredible relationships and taken down a lot of walls for old relationships because Mm -hmm. they don't prejudge. They're asking every single person, Hey, I see you have a birthday coming. Can I get your mailing address? And then I'm watching, Oh my gosh, Darla, how have you been? And then I pick up that conversation. Yeah. And go back old school and pick up the phone. Yep, exactly. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. So this has been amazing. And I know that it inspires me when I listen to you. I hope it inspires some other people as well. So I'm going to ask you one last question and just give you an opportunity to say um, where people can find you. But first of all, what would you say is the one, the one thing right now that you would like to leave uh, with my listeners, with my audience? Honestly, with what's going on in the world right now today, that we are all, you're going in one or two directions. You're, it's either going to be known in your life as a shift or a crash. And if you stick where you're at and you stay with what you're doing and you keep doing what you're doing, thinking that it's going to go back on the same path that it was, it's going to be called a crash. If you shift and you realign yourself into a new opportunity and learn how to go where money has shifted, you're going to be able to recover from it quickly. And nothing matters more than the foundation of the core group of people, of relationships that you have built during this time right here. Because when it's all said and done, that person that gained 20 pounds while on home isolation (laughs) is going to need a personal trainer and she's going to call the personal trainer that is in her heart that built the relationship with her. The roots that are going to be on all those ladies that don't want you to see their oh gray my hair. God. Yes. <laughs> the Botox fillers, the nail salon people are going to be so busy. And the first phone call they're going to make is not to who they used to go to. It's going to be to the one that snuck right into their heart and found a nice comfy place to release some dopamine and flood people out with encouragement, inspiration, funny memes from the coronavirus <laughs> jokes. I, I made a new birthday card that says, uh, happy coronavirus quarantine birthday, a- AKA also known as the worst birthday of your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. And my daughter's birthday's next week. So, uh-huh. so yes, I I'll have to look at that one. <laughs> and, oh. and build those relationships strong. And you do not need to sales pitch anybody. You don't need to remind them that you're a realtor or a Botox filler or a hairdresser. They already know who you are. Just love on people and don't dirty it up with sales. Wonderful. Great advice. I totally agree. And, and I'm often having to teach that to my realtors and mortgage brokers and whatever that I work with. So you have to remind people sometimes. So thank you so much. How can my audience find you? 
darlad.com and i want to tell your audience something i want to be a contributor to what's happening in the world myself and so for anybody that is looking for a mindset coach a personal development coach a business coach whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a big-time entrepreneur or a network marketer or not i can help you i can help you to be able to reinvent your life reinvent your mindset learn how money moves learn how residual leveraged income works learn how multiple streams of income works and learn how to use the tools and systems to attract people into your life so that you can maintain and grow those relationships and not have to be a salesman and so if you will reach out to me directly and ask i'm giving 50 percent off my course to be a contributor to what's happening in the world today that's and amazing. so okay. darlad.com. So thank you very much for this opportunity, Janice. I oh, hope that I did add value to your audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And again, just to reiterate to my audience, please go and um, check out Relationships Rule podcast. And, I'll, and, and by all means, reach out to Darla from there. I will put all this in the show notes so that you can um, connect with her and take advantage of that opportunity. Um, my last thing to say really is thank you and to remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.